the trauma healing learnings based on one mom's journal entries recorded in real time from a catastrophic event with her son that you've been listening to in the blink of an eye story. Trauma Healing Learning, Episode 5, Get on the Record. Hello, everyone. So we took a look at the power of chronicling information in the companion story, Episode 5, Get on the Record. Let's continue to explore the power of information for trauma healing in this learning conversation today. From the last trauma healing learning, I hope you had a chance to take the ACEs inventory. If not, please do. Just go online and look up ACEs. That's A-C-E-S quiz. It can be eye-opening, regardless of how low or high you score. With that ACEs information, we can have a deeper discussion of the impact of past trauma, and begin to look at the power of information as part of the understanding for rebuilding shattered trust. As a brief review, trust is at risk for those who experience trauma. It can be hard to trust others, the environment, and even oneself again but especially hard to trust others when what you thought you knew and relied upon in good faith has been shattered. This shattering of trust experience is an outcome of the trauma event itself. And this is common. We are not, however, forever scarred with an inability to trust again. We're not. But it takes inner work, and that journey can be helped along by how others share information with us on the front end when the trauma event is happening and as it unfolds. Let's talk about the power of information that can be a resource for rebuilding trust. The key is to share information in a way that fosters empowerment. When someone is in shock and feels shattered, shell-shocked, betrayed, violated, they are very disempowered. They do not have clarity or a feeling of personal strength or an ability to be fully responsive to others. They're confused, unsettled, uncertain, and even beginning to doubt what is around them. So how do we respond to a person in shock? Well, let's remember that trauma is not a cognitive experience, right? We know it's an emotional and a bodily experience. It's not a nice, neat, linear, orderly, rational way of thinking. No. It's a crazy jumble of nerves on high end, on dead end, 
an emotional roller coaster, a back and forth exhaustive, perseverating as the brain is scanning desperately, looking for solid ground, something trustworthy. Trauma also causes the thinking brain to freeze, such that the cognitive brain is only receiving about 20% of information that is provided. That's right. Trauma is an emotional and physical experience that causes the thinking brain to go offline. No matter how smart, intelligent, well-traveled, or educated we are. The trauma experience causes in human beings what we might call foggy brain, hyper alert brain, untrusting brain, defensive brain, anxious brain, reactive brain, shut down brain. We are wired this way for these things to happen. And it can be all or just one of these things for each individual experiencing trauma. It can also be a pattern of these things for a person living a life after trauma that is lived and shaped by old unhealed trauma. It's what makes working with trauma so tricky and so hard for many professionals. But it doesn't have to be that tricky or hard. When we remember, we are resources for trauma healing. All it takes is staying alert to opportunities to be or become that resource for our own or others' trauma healing. How do we do that? Well, we remember that the traumatized body causes the brain to scan for safety as it filters at a nanosecond speed whether something is safe or unsafe, friend or foe. This is important information for us, both personally, if we are traumatized, and important information for us if we are around or working with or loving with someone who is traumatized or living with old, unresolved trauma. So this means that the information someone gives to you when you are traumatized or the information that you impart to a traumatized person will fall on deaf ears about 80% of the time, unless a sense of safety is first established. Safety is a critical component of trust and trauma healing. Safety is a prerequisite for providing important information you want the traumatized person to understand. So if you have important information to share, you need to establish a sense of trust first. So how to do that? Well, what gives safety and instills trust? 
a genuine attitude of I care about you. This can be conveyed through tone of voice, eye contact, and physical proximity. What else gives safety and instills trust? A willingness and a desire to enter into the painful experience of someone in trauma. I feel you. Well, this can be fostered by suspending your judgment mind and leaning into another's life experience with compassion, entering into their experience with them. Even if you can't imagine, you can enter into the feeling. What also gives safety and instills trust? Assurances of support that the person is not alone. This assurance can be conveyed with words such as, I am here for you. Even if we don't have all the answers right now, we are with you and for you. We will figure this out together. Here is my phone number. You can call me anytime and we will get back to you. And with assurances of time sequencing, this is what is going to happen now. This is what you can expect will happen after that. If this changes, you will be the first to know. This emotional response creating safety and reestablishing trust is the place to begin when we begin to respond to others in crisis and we need to give information. Indeed, we can minimize the long-term damage of trauma and even promote the beginning of trauma healing when we choose to respond to someone in trauma with a supportive, emotional approach on the front end. And when we do, this is what we call a trauma-informed approach, or what I like to say is a trauma-healing approach. So for those of you who score high on ACEs, but you are living a relatively well-adjusted life, you might consider who it was when you were young who responded to you in a trauma-healing way as they gave you information. A traumatized person has limited capacity to take in a lot of information that needs to be processed cognitively unless they are first met emotionally and emotionally at the root to safety. Emotion to emotion, heart to heart, if you will. I care about your existence in this world. It's very basic and very powerful. When a traumatized person experiences this kind of assurance, it allows their body to do what it is naturally wired to do, soothe itself and re-regulate. It's only then that the brain can fully absorb 
cognitive information. This is a critical understanding for any of us responding to those in crisis or trauma or high conflict. As I reflect back, I had a huge insight about the loving text messages that poured into me all day long each day, including the ones about faith and knowing others were thinking of us and praying for us. While I experienced emotional disconnection with the hospital ICU staff who were not giving me information and who were ignoring me about something that had gone wrong in Archer's care, I experienced emotional connection with the loving text messengers and it was enough to support me. I believe they provided me with the assurances I needed to help me feel soothed and to self-regulate when I felt so isolated by the medical staff. Ironically, the text messengers were an integral part of helping the hospital too because those messages kept me grounded even after I received confirmation of the medical error. It's a profound human experience to get on the record and to be seen in someone else's eyes, to be heard by someone who matters to you. Getting on the record has this quality of you matter. You are seen, you are heard. I have pondered this now for a few years and I think people who experience trauma need to feel supported by knowing they matter. And this can be experienced with an emotional connection. Feeling supported does not always mean we are in alignment or in agreement with each other at all times. It means something more profound. Feeling supported is an emotional experience, an experience that comes from that belief that someone has capacity. And it's that experience that that someone is with you through it all. I know you know this feeling. It's like you exist and someone believes in you. Whom do you need to reestablish some emotional connection with, to rebuild some trust with in your life? Think of one person you may be ignoring, someone you need to interact with and you are anticipating giving difficult information. How could you do this in a way that creates some emotional connection, the kind of connection that fosters safety. So the information can actually be heard and not reacted to with great reactivity. We can approach difficult situations in this trauma healing way. It doesn't require us to be soft with information. Oh no, we must be very forthright with information. 
but it does require us to soften our egos and be not afraid. Yes, it requires a little relational humanity, but it's worth a little vulnerability because it's this that builds trust. And it has a high probability for being relationally reciprocal as well. When we genuinely feel another person's traumatic experience, the emotional connection that the traumatized person feels is likely to empower them in ways that they might share important information with you. And anything is possible and we can move mountains when we reestablish genuine trust with others we need to work with. So even if doctors don't have all the answers, and even if we don't see eye to eye with medical staff or they do not see eye to eye with us at all times, when we feel connected and safe and we trust each other, we are more willing to explore what is possible together. Life can change in the blink of an eye. Life is so precious. Sending love, hope for everything. Obtain everything. I hope you have enjoyed these trauma healing learnings. Thank you for listening and joining me for Blink of an Eye podcast. To listen to the story behind these trauma healing learnings, tune in to Season 2, Episode 5, Get on the Record. It's all there waiting for you. You've been listening to Blink of an Eye. We ask that you share this with anyone who may need inspiration, a lift, or who may relate. Never miss an episode. Listen on our website, blinkofaneyepodcast.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is sponsored by Baltimore Mediation. For 28 years, Baltimore Mediation has served clients worldwide by facilitating negotiation breakthroughs, believing in their capacity for meaningful face-to-face dialogue. You can learn more at baltimoremediation.com.